Hey folks, this is Rob with The Work Grid. Today, we're excited to have Rebecca O'Reilly with us, VP Professional Services at Igloo Software, a front runner in internet and employee experience platforms. Rebecca has been instrumental in delivering bespoke strategies, solutions, and services for internets and digital workplaces for many years. And in this conversation, we'll explore how Rebecca and her dynamic team cater to a diverse client base spanning desktop and frontline workers at companies from varying sizes, from 250 users to well beyond 100,000 employees across a broad spectrum of industries. A key point of our discussion is the pivotal role of a well-defined digital workplace vision and strategy. We dive into how application owners can extract the maximum value from their investments and how the process of PS sets the foundation for success. Further, Rebecca will shed a light on how Igloo really sets itself apart through its unique product offerings and their nuanced approach to assisting organizations in achieving their business goals using the internet as a catalyst for change. So if you're fascinated by internets and digital workplaces, you're in the right place. Stay tuned. Hey, Becky, welcome to the podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Igloo Software, and what are some of the primary services related to internets and employee experience solutions you folks offer? Hi, Rob. So happy to be here. Thank you so much for, for having me. So um, I've been at Igloo for a little over five years now. It's been a really exciting journey for me. I started as a solutions consultant and have since sort of moved into people leadership role. And I'm the, the VP of professional services. Again, yeah, it's been a, a really cool journey for me, a great opportunity. Um, I work with some really awesome people. Uh, my team is, is made up of uh, solution consultants, project managers, visual designers, and implementation specialists. And so we work with all of our customers as they implement. We help support them in setting up their digital workplace, their internet in a way that is going to be supportive of, of their goals and objectives and what they're they're looking to achieve from a, an employee engagement perspective. So yeah, we we really do focus, especially lately on unified platform for desk and deskless workers. So Igloo is really focused on making sure that no matter where you work or what you do, you're having the content and the, the knowledge that you need to access at any point. And that whatever you're finding on your internet is meaningful to you and that the content that needs to be sort of pushed to you or shared to you is done in a way that's really easy and engaging for the administrator, for the content creator, and for the content consumer. So, you know, we're constantly evolving. We're constantly working with our, our customers and understanding what's important to them. And, and so that's been my path and that's been my journey. And that's what my team does, all kind of in alignment with, with Igloo's overall goals of, of working with all kinds of different organizations and especially focusing on that unification piece for employees, no matter where they work. Excellent. And Igloo offers you know, services and solutions to enterprise, mid-market, even S&B across the full spectrum. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. So uh, customers across 
any size. Um, we we work with you know customers in the hundred thousand plus uh, employee count all the way down to you know two hundred and fifty smaller organizations that are you know looking for the same kinds of things at just at different scale. You know they want their employees to feel engaged. They want them to be supported. They want them to have the knowledge that they need. And so my team is really skilled at scaling up and scaling down for for whatever those types of companies need. So we do that through a variety of packages, uh, implementation packages, again, to support different sized organizations and different mm. uh, industries. And we also use our solutions to support that as well. So we have some, some purpose-built solutions that we then work with the customer on implementing and configuring so that they're just right for, again, what that customer specifically needs to achieve. Excellent. And then personalized approach. You know, we see that time and again to really make your intranet your home. Uh, what's your perspective on some of the, the changes in the intranet market over the last few years? Really good question. I mean, a lot has happened in the last few years where work has changed in ways that we never expected. You know, I didn't expect necessarily to be sitting remotely. Igloo was in office organization and we transitioned to a hybrid model, remote model very successfully, I think, in large part because of our own use of Igloo. I think that that the trends that we're seeing around hybrid and remote work are here to stay. I think that a lot of quick solutions were stood up in the meantime as a, you know, a quick way of maintaining contact and, and communication with people that we used to just tap on the shoulder in an office. Mm-hmm. And that has led to a lot of friction, a lot of what system do I use and where that has kind of caused a bit of a cognitive overload in certain areas, uh, you know, where we're feeling exhausted by the end of the day, not even doing our jobs, but thinking about how to do our jobs. Um, And so I I think that when organizations can guide and direct uh, their employees and create a digital culture, a digital home, like you were referring to, that's really invaluable and really important to the overall digital employee experience. hundred percent. What are some of the, the expectations that you feel have changed, particularly with that move to hybrid work, the move to throwing solutions at a wall to solve for you know the pandemic that we, we all went through, the rise of Microsoft Teams, abundance of Slack, et cetera. Where does that all fit into really the change of where customers are? I think that again, there was there was a lot of last minute quick moves to mm-hmm. certain technology um, to allow people to just fire off a message, but that has a a bit of a cost in that you know mental load that that cognitive kind of friction, the digital friction, if you want to call it that. Um, and while it is useful to you know quickly quickly fire off a question to somebody that doesn't need to be held, you know, referred to in six months time, the benefit of an internet or a digital workplace and and even leveraging that digital workplace to do some collaborative working um, is that it, it does, it does still carry the brand and the tone and it has a sense of authority. Um, that's why, you know, part of my team is visual design. Um, Visual design focuses on branding and theming that aligns to the customer's either internal or internal employee brand or their external brand. And that lends 
you know, a beautifully branded, uh, a really like well thought out visual language lends authority to what you find in a digital workplace. And it also brightens the, the culture. Um, and I think that that that's really important um, overall. And it's something that Teams or Slack, you know, one of those quick kind of um, communications, I guess, conduits isn't necessarily going to bring you. Um, and and there's something about the content that you find in an intranet that should have um, a, a sense of of gravitas or authority to it um, that is published and it's it's verified and it's important. No, it should be. It should be official, important, signify the the home of the company and the culture. Absolutely. So to move there, when you're starting to sit with a client for the first time, oftentimes this may be a handoff, in fact, to a project team or program team to begin to build out, well, what does that new home look like? How do you begin to build that trust in the process of the PS engagement? Sometimes customers have their own ideas of how the program strategy should unfold and the activities that should be performed, how do you begin to bring them back to the basics of really where they are today, where they want to be tomorrow, and build that trust that you're going to take them there? Really good question. And it's different for everyone, as I'm sure you're well aware. Uh, I think it starts with listening. It starts with empathy. It starts with understanding that um, this might be their first time moving from A to B, or, you know, it might be their first intranet overall. Some of the organizations we work with, again, of various sizes, um, they might think they know what they want, or they think that they know how they want to get there. And we might feel that that's against our best practices. Part of it is is understanding really, you know, why they're they're feeling the way that they're feeling and asking a lot of questions. And I like to do it in a way that is more, uh, probing and and digging into answers. So, you know, it's more of a conversational uh, kind of flow as opposed to mm. doing a verbal questionnaire. Um, so I, I think that that's really important, starting from a place of asking questions, listening and, and digging into the answers that you're hearing. Um, and then and then communicating the experience that we have is really important because, um, you know, we have a framework in place that is there for a reason. And we've, you know, we've succeeded in a lot of areas. And, and whenever we sort of trip up or when we have tripped up in the past, we've learned from that experience and said, how could we have made that situation a little bit better? And I think that we've gotten to a point now of having a really well-defined and refined process that, um, is applied to a customer and is not a cookie cutter or a template that we just follow to the letter. It's a guideline, it's a framework. Um, and leveraging that is has been really, really helpful, showing that we have a plan, but then also communicating, but we know that you're not like everyone else. You know, you know, you have unique um elements to your organizational culture and the structure and the resourcing that matter and we're going to take all of that into consideration when we work through your implementation through your project so i think i think really like listening and empathizing showing our um our experience and then communicating how we're going to bring all of that together is really important um, and I also think that that sometimes it's good to ponder things with customers to a degree at the beginning, especially and say, like, what 
what is good going to look like a year from now? You know, everything's working great. Tell me what's happening. And then helping to define a roadmap and a strategy to get them there to turn that, you know, idea of what great is going to be in a year or 18 months from now into actionable plans is really like where the the rubber hits the road and people start to pay attention and, and trust. Um, yeah. So I think, I think that's the approach that we often take and, uh, and everyone is different. Absolutely. Yeah. That trust is, is vitally important, especially, you know, one of the questions I used to always like to ask, um, and I'm sure you probably have the same meanings of doing it is, Hey, what, what brought us to this meeting? Why did the previous solution fail? And why are we here? And, you know, there can be a myriad of answers that you get depending on the customer, who they are, the industry, whatnot, their culture. Um, and more often than not, when you step in to that room, you're replacing another vendor, or maybe it's a custom solution, and you're bringing Igloo in. So to that, you know, your perspective, why do digital workplaces fail? Why do intranets fail? And what's some of the differences you see from the customers that you begin to implement and they succeed, they flourish, they take that good to great? Really, really good question. I think that um, a lot of times it's really hard to go through that change management process in your brain, whether you're the executive sponsor or you're an SME that's brought into the um, the process. And it's really important to um, unlearn some things that you might have done from a previous experience. And a lot of times that presents itself in a, you know, description of I need X, Y features. Um, I was going to say Z, but I'm Canadian. So X, Y <laughs> features. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I need these specific features in order for this to work. Um, you know, every vendor is different and we're going to call things different things, but ultimately like what I like to dig into and understand is what outcomes are you looking for? Mm. And, and then trusting in the process with our experts, our implementation specialists, our solutions and strategy consultants to say, um, this is what that solution is going to look like in Igloo, because we're not just asking about features We're we're asking about, well, who's going to run this long-term? I know who's on the, I know who's on this project. You know, I know these faces of stakeholders that we're talking to in the you know next three months or four months or whatever. But um, who's going to have their hands on this day to day two years from now? Um, is it a team of three people? Is it a team of fifteen? Um, we're going to try to make recommendations to support your resourcing, your culture, your outcomes, and maybe the feature that you had in mind isn't necessarily the 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 end all be all of what's going to get you there. Um, so I think that the organizations that sort of trust in that outcomes-based approach um, often do flourish because they're then able to think about their launch and then strategically plan alongside with us for what success will look like in their roadmap for the next, you know, 18 months to two years. Um, and then, you know, we at Igloo also like to pride ourselves on that partnership element of um, really digging in to understand the organization and what their appetite is for resourcing the digital workplace um, and then setting it up in a way that is governable and trackable and changeable, um, manageable for whatever governance structure they decide is, is useful to them. So I do think that, you know, those those kinds of organizations that know the change that they want to see at a macro level and then are able to plan for it 
are, are the ones that often are, are very, very successful. The ones that are successful. Yeah. It, it's, it's fantastic to hear that you go through that deep process of providing them with the, Hey, we're not going to get, we shouldn't get dragged down into hyper-focusing on features and buttons and whatnot. What's the use cases? What's the outcome? How is this tethered to our business objectives? That's that's management consulting processes implemented into the internet. And I don't think it's a reflection of technology, personal perspective here. I think it's really setting the customer up for success by understanding them, understanding where they want to be, and then providing them with that that personalized guidance that, you know, frankly, they they're not going to get with many vendors out there. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it's me showing my cards a little bit as a previous management consultant for for a good few years, a decade or so. Um, but yeah, I mean, we sort of start with this inverted kind of bell curve, if you want to picture it, that we start high level, very like again, outcomes based. What are the changes you want to see? What what what's been bugging you? I almost joke about it being like that first sort of therapy session of ah. sitting with your emotions and like, why are you feeling this way about your newsletter or whatever? Um, and then we dig down into the branding, the theming, the design, the architecture, the content, the features, like that's where you dig into that detail in Mm. the solution workshops where, you know, we know where we're headed. So like, let's talk about the the features and the configurations to set up so that we're going to get you there. And then towards the end, we zoom back out again about, well, how are we going to manage this? And what is like the next few months or a year look like, um, that, uh, it's that kind of coming out of that inverse bell curve, the, the zooming back up that I think sets us apart because um, we don't just say, great, it's set up, good luck, bye. Save um, yourself. Yeah, save yourself. Um, hope you know how this works. Hope you know who's going to manage it. Hope you know who owns that part of it. It's really us asking those questions that are sometimes hard. Um, yeah. And it it may be... Um, you know, extends out some of the time that we spend in the in the quote unquote implementation, but I think it's really valuable time. And I think that that is one of those items that makes us different because we have so much experience. Um, we've been doing this for a real long time and um, we know that it's a win-win situation for the customer to be successful um, because then we see a long-term partnership with with that organization and that company. So it's it's always um, really great to see how they evolve over time and whether they you know listen to us or didn't. Um, but but you know that's always a really fun part of of my job. Awesome. Well, one of the questions I wanted to dig into is one that comes up all the time, whether it's pre-sales, post-sale, but the ROI of the internet. And certainly a, a common challenge during the sales cycle of, hey, how are we going to build a, a business case for the purchases technology? What role do you see analytics playing in conversations with your clients to assist them to bolster their value in the organization? How this platform is going to provide them with additional productivity gains, help to increase employee satisfaction with the use of technology, et cetera, to really justify their existence as a program as a whole to their executive team and their executive sponsors. Yeah, this is a this is by nature a very broad 
uh, solution. Um, it touches every part of the organization. It isn't like a department specific solution that, you know, a director will just say, yep, that's great. We want it. Um, we generally have to work with our uh, executive stakeholders to bring on board the rest of the organization um, and show the business case, show what the mm -hmm. return on investment is. Um, with the focus that Igloo has had on uh, unification in the advancements that we're making in our technology and the work that we're doing with organizations to bring together the dust and dustless um, experience, acknowledging that the dust and deskless um, digital employee experiences are different and unique, but also equal in importance. Um, there's, there's a really great opportunity for those types of organizations because often many solutions have either been solely for quick communications to deskless or a more traditional intranet, which served predominantly the desk part of the workforce. What Igloo is looking to offer is something that's truly unifying and also respects both those types of digital employee experiences and what they're looking to do. You know, what a what a person on a floor of a manufacturing organization mm -hmm. do might be very different to what, you know, someone who's sitting in internal communications at that same company. Um, what I'm getting at is that uh, having a solution in place that serves both of those different types of populations provides a very unique opportunity for analytics in the first place. Um, a lot of orgs will only have analytics on one half, right? They'll have their desk employees, like we can see which communications or articles are going out and which ones are getting so many hits or what content's getting stale and we can get rid of it or which types or organizational areas are very engaged and active and which ones aren't. Um, this data and analytics opportunity for uh, addressing both a desk and deskless organization and unifying them gives us analytics that we didn't have before, you know, as an organization. So I think that I think that that alone shows an ROI and it gives us insight into um, the factors that are going to drive retention for employees and the factors that are going to drive productivity for employees. We know that, you know, I've seen a statistic, I think on HubSpot or something about how, um, you know, it costs nearly six to nine months salary to mm -hmm. replace an employee or something around $1,500 for an hourly employee like that adds up um dust dust uh organization or deskless organizations often experience a high level of turnover and and that gets costly additionally onboarding new people um gets gets quite costly and can be very uh like a very disparate experience as well and having a tool like igloo like a digital workplace will help to drive that, you know, simplicity and that standardization of onboarding um, an employee. It also gives you an opportunity to push the right content to the right people, which is another um, super important element to what we're focusing on at Igloo as well. That content is meaningful, um, it is targeted, and um, again, it drives down some of that digital friction, which I think has an overall impact on the ROI around productivity um, and overall employee satisfaction in their digital uh, experience. Absolutely. If that can be dampened down any which way. And I think that's one of the key key differentiators you folks have is that, that ability to serve those populations, but then take the measurement and temperature 
of those populations and understand, you know, consumption, engagement, et cetera, um, that's oftentimes missed particularly. So yeah, someone could be measuring, but they might not be measuring the whole population that they're trying to impact. Exactly. I, you know, I completely agree. I think that the idea of unification of, of, you know, giving recognition, um, across the organization of providing a voice to both desk and deskless, you know, almost becomes an issue of equity that we want everyone to have the ability to access information, to be communicated to, to have a voice to communicate back through commenting and liking and rating and, you know, all of those, um, you know, interactions that are possible uh, within an intranet that they maybe didn't have before, uh, you know, that email just doesn't provide. <laughs> um, <laughs> it opens up networks. It opens up the exposure to different parts of the organization and understanding of the overall corporate mission, which can at times get lost or has historically been directed more at a desk employee versus a deskless. Um, and yeah, it, I think it does provide that sort of that connection um, that, obviously has a massive return on investment overall. Um, and I do think that like leveraging data and analytics allows you to, to target changes that you want to make. Um, you know, if you see that content isn't being consumed the way you expected it to be, or certain pockets of the organization are not engaged in the way that you wanted them to be, you can target the way that you're going to respond to it instead of broad brush doing something that might not work for them. And you can also train them up on really understanding if this is the data, then what's the sentiment of the usage of the platform? How do they feel? Or even are there hidden success stories happening that the application owner may not even be aware of, but they could begin to ferret that out. I'm sure that's part of your process of trying to train the trainer and train them up on, hey, here's here's how best to gather those insights so that you can provide that justification and value back to your stakeholders, back to your executive team. Absolutely. Um, like I said, we sort of start high level in understanding their objectives. We dig down into the features and configuration, and then we zoom back out in our process. And in that zooming back out, that mm. really gives um, gives us time to talk about success metrics and, and key performance indicators and say, these are the things that you said matter. And mm. now let's talk about how to measure them. And not only are we going to measure them, but here are some campaigns or some things that you can do to move the needle when you're seeing something that you like or don't like. Um, you know, you're either going to double down on the, the good stuff, or you'll be able to respond to some of the things that aren't going the way you want them to. Um, so yeah, I think that like having having KPIs that you're going to measure against and also um, a bit of a governance structure of ownership, who's going to own what um, really does help to show what running this is going to look like, which takes some of the mystery out of the whole process at the beginning. Um, you know, we like to answer the questions before they're asked if we can. And a lot of times the question is, well, how are we going to run it? And I think that measuring data analytics, um, knowing what to track and how to track it is one of that, you know, one of those really important first steps. Excellent. Can you share a success story of where your team has ended up making a significant impact on the employee engagement strategy at your client's organization where they perhaps didn't even know that the internet 
could be used to help amplify other programs that they happen to have with inside the organization? Yeah. So I think one of our really um, great customers uh, is Teach for America. Um, they are a large organization, um, a not-for-profit um, with a lot of employees across the United States. Um, and, you know, they said that they feel like having their digital workplace makes their organization feel smaller in a good way. Um, so I think that, you know, that's something that has come out of the pandemic and the move to hybrid work, um, where a lot of a lot of organizations that were already national or global um, didn't necessarily know everyone. You know, you don't necessarily have the um, SMEs that you can just tap on the shoulder, but um, in working with them and setting up their digital workplace in a way that was going to be really um, usable, searchable, you know, navigatable, <laughs> um, was uh, was really important because it was sort of just before the pandemic that we we started working with them, and they felt that like you know having this sort of more uh, automated or planned out uh, way of managing their digital workplace um, is so much easier than what they had previously. Uh, I think they were using Google, Google sites um, and they were managing it via like a spreadsheet or something. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of organizations are sort of, you know, putting together kind of scrappy ways of, <laughs> of, uh, of, of keeping things together and, and having a way that's more automated and, and um, brings people together does make the, the, the company feel a little bit smaller and more manageable. Again, like where there's a dispersed workforce um, and you need to access knowledge or you need to access SMEs, um, you need to find things easily. It really does help to boost that productivity in a way that is, is super meaningful. And it also allows, again, like we were saying before, um, it, it allows for more analytics, more data, more data-driven decisions. And all of that's really important in, um, in driving success. Excellent. It, what do you see in terms of the future of internets and employee experience platforms? As, as we all know, you know, 2023 is the year of AI investment, right? You're seeing AI, ChatGPT everywhere and emergent technologies. I'm sure those conversations are happening inside implementation in terms of, hey, where might this fit in? Or are there new features? A lot of head turning in terms of what's potentially available and where we're going. What do you see in terms of, hey, the future of the internet or employee experience platforms, they're going to be this. I think bringing together um, the tools that are really important to employees to do their jobs uh, is really, really important. And, you know, of course, I'd be remiss not to mention AI. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's everywhere and we, ha we have to have a position on it, of course. I think anyone in most industries needs to have a position on AI. It's been coming up for quite some time, but um, I think that, AI and ML is a buzzword until you make it meaningful. Mm. I think it's meaningful in our industry in, in removing bias in some ways and thinking about analytics in a way that is really honest. So um, if you're looking at data, 
you know, wouldn't it be great to to use AI to boost the things that people care about or yeah. assess trends? Um, you know, if if I'm the director of internal communications at an organization, I might not want to think about some of the things that we could as an organization be doing differently. And maybe there's a different perspective that AI can bring um, based on the metrics and what's actually happening out um out in the organization. So I think I think uh, AI around analytics, around data, not necessarily writing all of my posts for me, like maybe maybe it'll help <laughs> uh, get me started. But I think that, you know, having the the perspective from um, analysis of data is going to be really important to to digital workplaces overall. We're going to have to soundbite that as a quote. A how did you put it? AI is all AI and ML are buzzwords until you make it meaningful. Right. <laughs> I like it. Buzzwordy. <laughs> that we, we need to put that on a t-shirt somewhere. <laughs> so we've come to the, the end uh, here uh, where we get into a lightning round of questions. And it's a chance for us to kind of throw out a couple questions so folks get a sense of yourself and perspective on digital workplaces. So what's one book you'd recommend to those who might be consultants or even application owners that would help to serve them in understanding better internal communities, adoption, or even program strategy? So I love the book, um, The Trusted Advisor by uh, Maester Green and Galford, I think it's called. Um, so this is a, you know, a classic consulting book. It's really about getting to know um your stakeholders and what they're looking to achieve, what their ROI is, what's really meaningful to them and empathizing with them um, so that you can gain their trust and provide advice. So that's, that's my, that's my favorite consulting book. And I think the consult consultative approach is really important. Um, so yeah, that one. Great pick. In one sentence, what sets Igloo apart from the competition out there in the intranet and EX space? Unification. It's what we're all about right now. The digital employee experience is really important for both desk and deskless, unifying those organizations who might have different perspectives, but bringing them together under one umbrella, um, you know, one culture, one organization, while being respectful of, you know, their different day-to-day uh, -day experiences is really um, where we're focused and what we're really excited about. Um, again, making making their digital experiences unique, but still meaningful and equal. Um, that's really important to us at Igloo. Excellent. And what's one must-have feature? I know we talked a lot about consulting and strategy and governance, et cetera, but what must your modern internet solution have today? Um, oh, this is, this one's kind of tricky for me. There's a few, <laughs> Do it. um, I think, okay. So, so it's a toss up to me between, um, the ability, I think I'm going to go with this one. I'm not going to fence it. I will say the ability to target information, to target content mm. to the right users. Um, we are in a phase of just information overload all yeah. the time deciding what's important, you know, all those micro decisions are exhausting by the end of the day. Uh, if content is coming to me that has already been filtered and is important, and I know I'm not missing things, that makes my job and my day at work a lot better. And that's what that's what we aim to do at Igloo. It was that and integrations, but I'm going with targeted information. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. 
What technology trend do you believe? I, this is kind of leading, right? Um, is going to be the most significant on intranets and employee experiences solutions over the next three to five years. I was like, don't say AI. Don't say AI. I know. <laughs> you know what? That's probably the best way I should probably phrase it. What other than AI? Don't say LLM. Um, so this is maybe where I'll say integrations. But I would Ooh. say AI. I, I do think AI, again, from an analytics perspective, is really, uh, really important and really interesting. But um, but I'll also say, I will say integrations here. Um, as a broad solution, we can't say these are the five platforms that we need to integrate with. But we can say it's really important to be able to integrate with the solutions that organizations organizations are using outside of their intranet, again, to give context and give meaning to, um, you know, this is where you do this work and that is where you do that work. Um, this is where you will find information and this is where you fire off a quick note to somebody about, you know, whatever you need to know in the moment. So um, I do think that that being able to respond to organizations' unique experiences and um, their unique tool set and technology landscape is is really critical. Um, and pulling it all together makes work a little bit easier. Excellent. Becky, that was a great time today. Really appreciate you sharing your insights here on the work grid. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. Great to talk again. Thank you.